You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thor. Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, what's going on? Thanks so much for joining us. How's everything going? It's been going well. Yeah, I mean, we, we had the start of college football, the, the first full card that we had, and that, that was great. The Florida State FSU game to cap it off was fabulous, and now we're looking at week two, so everything's going good. All right, so I have some yeah, thoughts. Florida. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, as a uh, big Notre Dame fan, it was a great end to the weekend, man, just watching Brian Kelly manage to lose that game. What was your biggest, uh, you know, what was your biggest takeaway from week one of the college football season? And you could throw in week zero in there as well. Well, uh, Jaden Daniels doesn't have it. I, I'm not sure that that's a new revelation, but uh, I, they're going to be looking for the quarterback play all year. Kajan Butte was not happy with the quarterback play on uh, on Sunday night, but um, beyond that, uh, Notre Dame played a little bit better than I thought that they would. Of course, they got the Jackson Smith and Jigba injury early on, so that, that certainly helped out the Notre Dame defense. But them being able to keep it close in, in Marcus Freeman's first game and, in, in, you know, as a head coach, and then Tyler Buckner's initial game as a starter, I thought that was pretty positive as well. And then, I mean, there was a bunch of other things, too. I mean, like Louisville looked awful, you know, comparison to what we thought they would be. Syracuse looked a bunch better, and you had a bunch of micro stuff like that. But, yeah, very interesting week one. Thor, let me ask you this. What do you think in terms of what we saw in week one is most likely, that was surprising, is most likely per, to persist? And what thing that we were surprised about do you think is just kind of like a, a one game or a one week blip? The Well, I think Syracuse is definitely better than, than we thought heading in. And I think that it's explainable as to why. Uh, Syracuse's run game was awesome last year. You know, Dino Babers had kind of changed up the way that he coached because you had Sean Tucker, who's one of the, run, the nation's best running backs, certainly one of the nation's most explosive running backs. And then you put him with Garrett Schrader, this, this big dual threat. But before he was one of those dual threats that couldn't really throw, he has a little bit of arm strength, but he was accuracy averse. And then Syracuse had brought in Robert and I over the offseason, longtime offensive coordinator for Bronco Mendenhall, Anai is known for the short uh, sideline-to-sideline passing game, and you wondered if that would translate to Garrett Schrader's game or if it was going to hurt what Syracuse did offensively. In week one, it absolutely ticked it up because now Schrader threw better than we've seen him throw at the college level. Now defenses have to worry about that in addition to that nasty running game. And, you know, now you can't just stack the box against Syracuse like you did last year. So Syracuse is one of those teams that certainly got ticked up in my power rankings after week one. Thor, I'm really excited to watch Wake Forest again this season because we got some good news on Sam Hartman that he's been cleared. You know, we didn't know really what the issue was and he had a blood clot issue, but it looks like he's going to be cleared. He's going to be able to go this weekend. What are your thoughts on that game? You know, I went over on Wake Forest's win total and then immediately, um, kind of regretted it because we didn't know when he was coming back. Now I feel okay. You know, they are 1-0. Obviously, they win their week one game, but they're double-digit favorites uh, taking on Vanderbilt on the road. Um, 12 and a half points is where it's at right now. The total 65 and a half. What, what are your thoughts on Wake Forest now that Hartman's been cleared to play again? That was absolutely enormous. And, and you know, him coming back, the news he was going to come back because, you know, sort of like you, you were mentioning, you, you had the over ticket. When you, when you hear the news about how – you know, he's going to be out indefinitely was what we had heard initially. And that it was a medical thing. The insinuation was sort of that we don't know when he's going to be back. Could be half the season, could be all the season. 
I didn't hear any prognosis of him that was like, he's just going to miss the opener. So like, it was pretty stunning to hear that he's going to be back this early. And you, you definitely tick Wake Forest way up. And, you know, like I was wondering when Hartman went out, how, how much should I downgrade uh, Wake Forest in my power rankings? Uh, you know, like last year when, when Grayson McCall went out, that's probably the biggest I've ever adjusted a team in my power rankings. I think I adjusted them like seven points or seven and a half points. We got to see what Vegas feels about Sam Hartman. That number immediately shifted, that, that spread immediately shifted six points. You know, where it was like, what, what was it like? It went from like six and a half to 12 and a half or like something like that. Yeah, it was, it was um, uh, and, all the way up to 13 and a half last night, Thor. Yeah, so, I mean, they're telling you that, that Sam Hartman's worth close to a touchdown on the spread. I would certainly agree with that. But where the line shifted after the adjustment, even though I would love to fade Vanderbilt in this game because they're the biggest pretender of a 2-0 team that you'll ever see, they got to play Hawaii in week one. Hawaii, we now know, is one of the three worst teams in the FBS. They're down there with, like, New Mexico State and UMass. And then last week, you know, they, 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 you know, they, they lost again. That was another home game to Western Kentucky, who hadn't looked good previous. Um, but you know, and then it was Vanderbilt. They, they beat Hawaii. Then they uh, last week they, they beat an, an FCS team. But this is a hard game uh, to fade them because the line I think has become objectively fair at 13. My adjusted line on that game is, is Wake Forest minus 12.4. So I, I don't think you can bet that game on either side of it. That's a great point. So obviously a stay away there. A game that I'm very interested in hearing your opinion on is this Kentucky-Florida game. A Saturday night again in the swamp. Florida minus four and a half. That line has moved up to five and a half now as well. I think it started at three and a half. And then that big win over Utah, especially considering how good their quarterback uh, looked for Florida. Um, What do you think? I'm curious about what you think about Kentucky this season. And whether are we overreacting to Florida's win over Utah in the swamp? I think the market absolutely over overreacted to that game. I, I think if if you know, like if it hadn't happened, what happened at the very end with Florida scoring that touchdown, then that ridiculous two point conversion that Richardson had, and then you know at the very end of the game, Utah still had a shot to win it, and then there was that interception at the end, might have been a pass interference that was not called. If if that thing had just gone the other way and Utah had won that game. I think this line opens up at like Florida minus three, but as opposed to that, it opened up at like five and a half. And then, you know, now it's toggled down to five. I agree with the line movement. I, I would definitely be on Kentucky in that game. My line on, on that is it's Florida minus 0.8. So basically Florida wow. minus one. And again, I think you can explain those four points just by Florida beat Utah, you know, in, in week one, when everybody was watching, Whereas Kentucky did not play that kind of an, that kind of quality opponent. People just weren't, you know, you didn't see as much of them. But I think these two teams are much closer in reality than, than this perception would have you believe. Uh, Thor, the game I'm excited to watch, of course. Um, you know, we get the Duke-Northwestern game. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm pretty jacked for Bama-Texas. <laughs> now, um, I'm not fully buying in that Texas is back or anything like that. But, I mean, you got to go all the way back to 1975 when they were this big of a home underdog. What are you doing in this game? You know, is the spread now sitting around 20 and a half where Alabama is a road favorite against Texas, the total 65 and a half. Any plays for you in this game and how would you break it down? Yeah, you you know, you're going to have to pay a tax on Alabama all season. And so my adjusted line on this game um, right now, it's, it's, it's Alabama minus 12.5. So I'm actually showing seven and a half points of line value theoretically on Texas. But Alabama looks like one of the best teams of my lifetime in, in college football. So it's hard to stand on the tracks with them. Um, t- with Texas, 
you know, I'm not going to bet this, or at least right now I'm not planning to bet this game, but if the market pushes this line up to 21 or certainly 21 and a half, they will give me no choice but to buy a Texas ticket. I'm almost hoping it doesn't get to that because I, I don't want to fade Alabama. I don't want to stand on the train tracks against that team. But if the market pushes this one up to 21 or 21 and a half by kick, I will definitely be on Texas. I'm also curious about a game that's not that sexy, but I think it's interesting. Penn State looking a lot better than I think a lot of people thought. I mean, you've got Sean Clifford named Big Ten Co-Offensive Player of the Week threw for five, he had four touchdowns that he threw, ran for one against Purdue. I think that was like a a little bit surprising. They open up as 26 and a half point favorites versus Miami. The total interesting number, 54 and a half. Would you do anything with this and kind of what's your breakdown? Well, yeah, I I was surprised that this line opened as low as it did, you know, and, and, and where it's sitting right now. My adjusted line in that game is, is Penn State by 31.2. Yeah. Um, you know, Ohio seems to be getting credit for maybe what they shouldn't be getting credit for. They beat, you know, barely beat last week an FAU team that was that FAU was coming off of blowing out an FBS team in week one. But FAU blew out a team that had lost their starting quarterback during that game. I'm talking about Charlotte and, and Chris Reynolds. Charlotte could not move the ball after that. And so that was kind of a fluky blowout win. And now we know that Charlotte is, is, is not good. So you had that. And then they turn around. Ohio barely gets by them. Ohio's offense looked okay in that game. But you wonder, is that is FAU's defense? Do they just stink? And, you know, they got to play Reynolds in, in week one. Or, you know, a Reynolds-less uh, Charlotte team in, in week one. Or what that is. And then, you know, as far as the offense, it, that should be decent overall. But, it, you know, in, in, in MAC play. But against a team like Penn State, not sure that they can move the ball in the same way. The, the quarterback that Ohio has does not have much arm strength. So you're, you're going to be trying to work it both with the running game and then the short passing game. Penn State looks pretty solid. We, we were wondering how they were going to do without Jahan Dotson. And then we were also wondering, is that offensive line going to be better? And will that lead to improvements in the run game? Early returns on that are, are pretty good. And I think that this line is objectively short. I'm going to be on Penn State in that one. Thanks so much, Thor. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate that. That is Thor Nystrom from The Betting Pros. You can find his work on Twitter as well. He has so many good – I was looking through his Twitter today. Uh, He's the college football and NFL draft analyst, not only at Fantasy Pros, but at The Betting Pros. So check him out as well. Um, His Twitter is Thor, K-U.